Hey everyone, this is Ashley Rowley with Behind the Dish Softball and Colorado Softball Academy. I have to tell you that I have a new favorite training tool with my hitters and catchers in the Max BP Reaction Training System. You guys, this machine is awesome. I've been able to implement some of the drills with my, my intro hitters all the way up through my elite hitters, as well as my catchers behind the plate. And their ability to refine their focus level and increase reaction time with the use of this machine has been awesome in the few short weeks that we've been able to implement these drills. I highly recommend you check out this machine and these tools at maxbp.com. It's the MaxBP Reaction Training System. And I gotta tell you guys, honestly, I'm loving this and I'm seeing huge gains. I highly recommend this system. Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball. Today's episode is focused on how to get recruited. And this guest may be one of my all-time most favorite human beings in uh, in the world. He is none other than the man, the myth, and the legend, Mr. Dave Majeski. All right, so who, who is Dave other than an amazing human being? So Dave was um, my assistant coach at the University of Florida. He is uh, primarily responsible for keeping me sane. And as I told, as I told Allie and Shelby, uh, everybody here, if, you, if you're a regular listener, you are no stranger to the fact that I was super, super hard on myself. And this guy is probably the one that is responsible for helping me get out of that. So thanks for that, by the way. Still a work in progress. I I always check in with you and share stories, right? You would be pleased to know that I have made significant gains in that area. As, as evidenced uh, by the creature on your lap. What a, what a great mom. <laughs> I know. If you're not watching this, I have a tiny human um, who is our first day of spring or summer vacation. So if you hear little voices, I've got Logan. She's six, but also now a first grader. So she's going to hang out with us. Yeah. Say hi, everybody. Okay. Um, so today's conversation, I want to, I want to give everybody, our listeners, uh, an idea of who Dave is and his amazing awesomeness. And then we're going to talk about recruiting. So this is going to take me about an hour to get through Dave's bio. <laughs> so bear with me. Dave played baseball at the university of Florida. He was an all sec selection, all tournament selection and, uh, when you say College World Series, were you like a selection on a team or was that you played in the College World Series? We played there my junior year, came in third. Cool. And then you are a record holder in 12 offensive categories. Are you still? Mm, I was. I think a guy named David Eckstein broke most wow, of them. that guy? It's hard to be mad against him because he's such a great guy, but uh, really? I'm not sure I hold him anymore. Well, and he doesn't suck, <laughs> but... Um, so you at one point held 12 different offensive records, uh, University of Florida baseball. Now, okay, I'm going to go down. You were head, ba- you've been a high school head baseball coach. You were the University of Florida assistant softball coach. You were the University of Memphis assistant softball coach. You were the head coach of Presbyterian College. All right. 
Er, uh, help me. Erskine? Erskine. Erskine. Erskine College. Where's Erskine? Uh, the middle of the woods in South Carolina. Cool. So you were the assistant coach. You were the NCCAA national champions. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that was a fun year. Heck yeah. And then uh, lead clinician and camp director at Baseball Factory and Softball Factory. Um, cruise down here a little bit. You were owner and clinician at the Sweet Spot indoor hitting and training facility. So 147 total players receive scholarships. That's a big deal, Dave. Uh, yeah. That, that was fun, and, and it snowballed. Once I put the first kid's name up on the wall, everybody looked and wanted to do the same, and, oh, they couldn't wait to take that snapshot with their picture on the wall. Oh, I bet. <laughs> mm -hmm. experience. Uh, from 2011 to the present, you are Team South Carolina. Are you the president of Team South Carolina Travel Ball Organization? Uh, well, the joking title now is I'm the godfather of the <laughs> travel ball oh, organization. It's fitting. It's fitting. We, we moved to Georgia three years ago, so I don't get on the field with them anymore, but advise them and tell them, oh, what tournaments to get into, how to get recruited, what to do, what emails to send, and all that good stuff. So that has, Team South Carolina has 17 total teams involving, including 100-plus players earning college scholarships. So now you're pushing 250. Good job. Good job. Um, now, Softball Futures. So you're the owner and event director at Softball Futures. Tell us about that. Uh, well, sitting around one time after coaching and coaching internationally and opening a cage, my wife and I sat around and thought, you know, what, what haven't we done? And it got to the, the point of let's run a tournament. Let's do it better than everybody else has. Let's make sure everybody's treated well and not charge thousands of dollars. You know, let, let's do this for the right reasons and invite mm -hmm. the college coaches. So basically, I needed a way to make it legal. So I had to start a company called you Softball did. Futures. That's the thing. Okay, so that's a, that's a tournament. That's a showcase tournament? Yeah, and that kind of expanded into, you know, speaking around the country and just had to make a way to pay taxes. That's all it is. Can I have your autograph? You know, I want one too. <laughs> All right. We're not done yet, friends. Um, you are the head coach of the Poland Olympic softball team. I uh, recently declined the offer to go back this summer. Just, I don't know, the, the idea that Russia's in war with Ukraine Whoa. right next door to Poland kind of, you know, made me a little hesitant to go back. You can see how that'd be weird. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think my new title is I'm, I'm the USA liaison to help those kids get to the U.S. and get to college. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, and so now to kick off our recruiting conversation, you are the president or co-owner and president of the Scout Hub. Tell us about the Scout Hub. Scout Hub started uh, during COVID. You know, when it hit, I was trying to think, well, what do I do now? And if you kind of piece my resume together I am not good in the house I I, I really I, I get stir, yeah really I, I get stir crazy it's just you know the, everybody sits around and goes oh I'm so glad to be home and oh yeah that feeling for me after traveling is great but after about six seven minutes I'm looking at the calendar like what's the next trip where do I go and I'm hitting more storms here here we go okay get your face back here there we go there we go <laughs> um, so I started giving online lessons 
which during COVID was good. It was still neat to stay attached to the kids and get them off the couch. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them didn't have a tea or, or a, a net. So you had to get a little creative. But before I knew it, I had as many as I, I, I could do. And I thought there had to be a better way. So I started contacting all my old softball girls and the USA team kids. I figured everyone was looking for something to do. I sort of became the middleman. And to say it a little more rude, some people called me the softball pimp because I was connecting (laughs) the softball athletes and the softball trainers. And I was just, okay, you want to do a pitching lesson? And I just kind of connected the dots. And the internet's a powerful thing. So I, I figured somebody must be doing the same thing, but doing it better than me. So I just started Googling and finding people. And I found this guy who was doing the same thing on the baseball side. And he was using the minor league scouts and coaches who were basically out of a job. So he was the middleman to set up baseball kids with these minor league coaches. He and I got to talking, where can we go with this? How can we help more kids? What are the biggest needs? And we of course came up with the the horrible idea that that people just pay a lot of money in the wrong way to get recruiting help. A ridiculous amount of money. Ridiculous. So we started the Scout Hub and we basically just try to answer everybody's questions and provide a couple of tools because there are so many moms and dads out there that are dying to be great baseball, softball parents. They'll do anything they can to help their kids but they, maybe they never played the sport themselves. Maybe it's their first kid and their first time going through it. They don't know what to do. And some of these companies have great marketing strategies and brainwash people and convince them that we will get you recruited no matter what, just pay us $2,000. And mom and dad, they, they kind of jump into the sales pitch and uh, you know, it can work and it can help, but boy, it, uh, I think our $60 model is <laughs> a, a lot better. better. There's yeah. a better, more efficient way. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, so we're going to talk more about the Scout Hub. We're going to talk more about the athlete resume here in a little bit, but I want to jump into the how to get recruited. Um, it's, it's specifically, I want to focus on advice from college players, mistakes recruits make from college coaches. What current commits did to earn their scholarships and other fun related softball nuggets of wisdom you want to share with us so i'm going to turn this over to you and dazzle what dazzle us with your brilliance dave yeah i i speak a lot to a lot of groups anybody that'll have me that's in the mood to hear some bad jokes um <laughs> i i kind of have my speech lined up where uh, if you got 45 minutes, let's go. If you got an hour and a half, let's do it. And and with new groups, you can just recycle the jokes. So it, it, it works. <laughs> it, it, my wife calls it dinner in a show. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't want to say people are dumb because they aren't. They're just ignorant. They, they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is common sense. So if you take uh, some some ignorance and add to it, the typical teenage laziness. One thing leads to another. And now, you know, that the clock keeps ticking. And I meet so many seniors that are just getting started. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think maybe you can add to that maybe uh, some high school or travel ball coaches that maybe are just too busy. And, and I don't want to say they're in it for the wrong reasons, but when I was coaching, it, it was more about, about the, uh, the development of the kid physically, mentally, the happiness of the kid, uh, providing the future for the kid. Wait, wait, what? What? Yeah, do, do I need to say I, that? Just, okay, I just want to make sure. Say that louder for the people in the back. Yeah, and then we're tight the back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, coaching, of course, it's it's predicated on wins and losses. You know, you can get fired for having a, a poor record, but I don't know. I, I just couldn't sleep at night if, if all I was worried about is how to how to win and and uh I, I i've watched some of your other podcasts i know you guys have touched all over that and i'm kind of getting away from recruiting but when it, when it comes to travel ball uh when i was coaching it it wasn't let's win the game and it's it was so easy for me to to figure out what was needed because any college coach that would come up to me they would basically ask a few questions and there were questions that they never asked and what i mean is they would always say, hey, I like your shortstop. What are her grades? Or, hey, your third baseman is really talented. Show me her parents, which mm -hmm. blows people away when they find yeah. that out. Yeah. The question they almost never, ever, ever, ever asked was, hey, that second baseman is really talented. How'd you guys do yesterday? Did you win both of your games? They, they couldn't care if you were 3-0 and for the weekend. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to know more about that catcher. They wanted to know what she was like off the field, what kind of teammate she was. And it, it, it dawned on me very quickly that, you know, if you have the right kids and the right talent and they play together and they play hard, you're going to win a ton of games. But that wasn't the goal. You know, the, at the end of the year, I would shock so many people because I'd, I'd be having lunch with a friend. I'd say, okay, you played five tournaments. What was your record? And I'd, I'd say 43. They went, oh, 43 and what? Like 43 wins? I was like, no, I got 43 kids recruited this year. Awesome. Yeah. And they went, no, I was talking about your record. I said, I know. My record is I got 43 kids recruited. Which circles back to that player yeah. development concept. Player development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what do parents do wrong what 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 are the main things i always start from the beginning with I'll, I'll ask kids hey if susie over there wanted to get recruited what should she do and the hands fly up everybody knows the common sense answers well i should be writing emails i should go watch their games i should go to camp it it's pretty common sense but then when i ask the the follow-up question are you doing those now you see the hands kind of trickled down. well i wrote one email at christmas i did this so i always suggest to the kids and the parents when you leave school i'm pretty sure that you kind of go through your subjects and figure out if you have homework that day you know you run first period okay geography nope uh, biology, no English. Ooh, I got to do those two chapters. Uh, Spanish. Okay. I got to practice my vocab because I got a quiz tomorrow. Put recruiting as one of your daily things to go through. 
maybe you send emails, maybe you're researching if you want to be a nurse, research the, the schools that have a nursing degree. If you're a pitcher, how many, how many pitchers is that school carrying? How many are graduating? You know, there's so much research you can do. And it is kind of daunting to do it all at once because there's a thousand colleges out there. But if you well, do it a little bit a day, that's know, what I was going to ask you is so many kids and Shelby, you made an amazing post about this recently, get so overwhelmed by the thought of this process. And we've really been trying to reiterate with our kids, look at it as an opportunity, mm-hmm. not a chore, not something that's overwhelming, but what's your advice to those kids who are like just sending these emails are just so, you know, so overwhelming and stressful. Yeah. There are some NCAA rules where the, coaches cannot communicate. They can receive the emails. So a lot of recruiting is a one-way street where you are trying to make the phone call, you are trying to make the email, and there's no response. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it, there is a reason. They, they don't think you're good enough for their, their school, and they just don't want to be negative and say, no, thank you. But sometimes it is the rules. So to try to get people to continue to sell themselves and communicate on a one-way street is very difficult because boy, the brain just starts racing where Mm -hmm. coach Dave, I I emailed them five times. I haven't heard anything back. Like I know you're a 10th grader. They can't email you back. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to tell them about my dating history. Like, look, I got turned down thousands of times a week. (laughs) <laughs> you can't let that stop you you just keep promoting yourself yeah, yeah. Bad, bad analogy but uh it, it recruiting can be very negative and we're we're brought up at least i brought up my girls to be humble to be nice to be sweet and to correctly promote yourself you almost have to brag mm-hmm. you almost have to put yourself out there that i'm great you want me i'm the best you're dumb if you don't recruit me. So it's kind of the antithesis of what kind of human being you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to walk around in real life. Well, and as females, we know that we're not wired to think that way. We're very, oh no, no, it's okay. Not to come out and say, hey, I'm the best catcher that's ever played this game and you need me on your roster. Mm -hmm. We're not wired to do that. That takes practice and it's scary. Especially yeah. if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior in high school, to be like, what? I mean, I talk with mine a lot, my kiddos a lot, that it's recruiting is marketing, right? So what do you have that the other kid that's just like you, what do you have that she doesn't? Or what are you telling that coach that you want me because I'm this great and I can do X, Y, and Z, right? And getting them to think that way, they're like, ugh, what? You're exactly right. I get uh, I get across to a lot of people when I describe that the college coaches are shopping. They know what they're shopping for. Uh, in the senior class, they're going to need a shortstop, a center fielder, and a first baseman. In the junior class, they're already ahead. They know they're going to shop for this, this, this. And sophomore and ninth grade year, they don't know yet. So they're just generally shopping. They're browsing. Finding, they're finding athletes. <laughs> they're, they're browsing, yes. So when I start to describe body language and attitude and coachability and how you look when you get out of the car, the college coach will notice your talent and and they will already formulate in their mind, what do I need to adjust their hitting? 
what am I going to need to do to, to improve that girl's rise ball? So what they can't learn in a span of three innings is your total personality. And that's where the coaches come in, or that's where they start stalking you. They are trying to find out what kind of teammate you are, how you act after a strikeout, how you act after a home run. I can't tell you the number of kids I've seen not get recruited after a home run. Because when the team runs out to home plate, you can find out if that kid is loved by her team or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. They yeah. go out to home plate like Pavlovian dogs. And they're all, yay. But then you'll know if they really love that teammate and they're excited for her or if they're just. Because they're uh, convincing uh, her, pounding uh -huh. on her helmet like, yeah. <laughs> so and I wanted to stop you right there for the stalking part when they start stalking you because um you know the social media aspect um I want to just hop on that for a second too because it's huge and I've had to talk to a few of my girls about like hey watch what you're putting on your TikToks or watch what you're putting on your Instagram because those coaches are looking at that and it's who you're portraying yourself to be and it's it's gotten very big now um obviously the social media aspect of it too so i wanted to put that in there too because they're looking at that as well right i mean is that shelby, i mean when they're recruiting you i mean that's they're looking at that as well shelby you, you could not have said a more pertinent thing for this day and age i have to remind everybody that www stands for world wide web this is not just your little circle that you think yep. you've blocked somebody or you haven't friended somebody so only your circle can see what you're putting up. There's no way that's true. Uh, I always back up and start with even their email address. Mm -hmm. I suggest that it should be, uh, I, I know it's not Ashley Goble, but you're always Ashley Goble <laughs> to me. Love it. But, but the email address should be ashleygoble2014 at gmail.com. Oh, wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Goble Catcher something yeah uh, instead you, you'd be surprised at how many uh email addresses that are big booty judy at <laughs> yahoo.com it's like no this it's is so your true first though. impression this yeah. is your first impression and yep. if you're going to repeatedly email these coaches you do not want that title in their inbox yeah so it, like the parents all go oh and i'm thinking wow what else don't you know yeah that your daughter or son is putting out there mm -hmm. so so well, to your TikTok, to your question, TikTok right. my goodness TikTok. yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna call out a i'm not gonna use a name she knows who she is and i love you you know that <laughs> she went to a country concert and took a picture mm -hmm. with a friend and she's a high school kid and tons of comments on Instagram. And I posted the face palm emoji. She comes in, she goes, you didn't even like it. And I was like, I know. Did you, she goes, you face palmed it. I'm like, why do you think I face palmed it? What, what perception do you think that picture innocent as you may think it was of you and your friend at a concert, what that's translated to on the other side. Right. And she's like, what was wrong with that? And I was like, okay, we'll talk. But yeah, that was my comment. Just facepalm. I was like, no, come on. As a college coach, you, you go to these tournaments and you, you find talent. Mm -hmm. and, and to go back to the shopping analogy, you're not just coming home with one shortstop on your list. 
you're going to work and go to every field and see all the teams, ask all the coaches questions. And to get one shortstop, you're coming home with uh, eight or 10 that you really love their talent. Now you're going to search for red flags and try to pare down the list. Mm -hmm. So obviously you check grades. That's a humongous possible red flag. What kind of student is this? Um, you're, you're going to check the parents to see how they're acting. I know the parents hate when I describe that, but you know, you don't, you don't have to be at a golf tournament and just sit there with your gray poupon and, you know, politely clap. But if you're cussing out the umpire and kicking dirt and all, that is possibly a reason why I do not want you and your family and your daughter on my team. Yeah. I'll just go find somebody else. There's always another <clears throat> tournament. There's always another shortstop. Yeah. Yep. Now we're going to look at the, the social media. Now, if somebody's wearing these cutoff jeans that are cut so high that yeah, I'm not even going to get disgusting with this, or if they're, if they have a red solo cup in their hand, might even be non-alcoholic, but if there are these pictures that shouldn't be there, yep. does that mean that that girl will be a horrible softball player? Of course it doesn't mean that, but when my job is on the line, Mm -hmm. And I got to go home and go to sleep at night. And I got to worry about how you're conducting yourself at the frat party, what kind of image you're putting out there about my softball team. I'm going to try to eliminate every red flag I can. You know, kids will be kids. People change when they get away from home. But to the best of my ability, I'm going to eliminate and choose the one without the red flags. So to, to Shelby's question about, social media as an old guy i am not as schooled as everybody else but on my staff if i'm the head coach i have a hitting and fielding coach i have a pitching coach i got a ga and then i'm going to have some managers or some volunteers those are almost always students at the school whose sole job is to investigate the social media mm -hmm. so, a lot of it is the existing students. Let's keep our image at the university of whatever, make sure they're not doing the wrong thing. But when I get back from a tournament, here's the 10 shortstops I found. Check them out and let me know. So people have Finstas, fake Instagram. There's so many ways that even I don't know about. Mm. But if you are putting it on the World Wide Web, I need to find it out because I don't want to get fired. I don't want team drama and I'm going to cut it off before it gets on my team. So Shelby, mm -hmm. Shelby, absolutely correct. And I don't know the, the exact answer. It's, it's common sense to me. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I, I mean, I feel like it's, I mean, it's your first impression that you're giving off to these coaches. So regardless if whatever you change throughout your years before you get to college, I mean, regardless of it all, it's on there. It's going to stay on there. You're going to see it. And it's just not worth it. If that's like your ultimate goal at the end of the day. Well, the problem is with social media, the kids are getting confidence by how many likes they get. Uh, yeah. Or comments the or like, well, the comments, but yeah. what they're not realizing uh -huh. is people are looking at that. And okay. So two really important points here, Dave, number one, put a catching coach on your staff. And number <laughs> two, perception, <laughs> perception is reality. Uh huh. Perception is reality. So what it looks like, 
to me, that picture with the crop tops and the, you know, the yeah. tongues out kind of thing. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's not looking good on my end, even though you were probably not probably you were hundred percent sober. You were having fun with your friend, but the way that that portrait you did not, did not favor well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. and that's the, that's the challenge is we're, we're talking about high school kids, middle school, high school kids. And, and that's a, that's a tough one. And that's why their mentorship is going to be key. I read, yeah. I, I read a post one day and it said, um, and I just found it dance like no one is watching, but text, post an email, like it will be read in court one day. Wow. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> I just thought I screenshot, I don't know where I saw it. And then it says your lawyer. It's like an anonymous post that was out there from, okay. I don't know where I found it. That's great. And it's signed by your lawyer. And I thought that is so great. It's <laughs> perfect. In the facility. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect social media like the you know these but it, it's true right yeah. like have fun dance like have fun right yeah but post yeah. text and email like it's going to be read in court one day oh, yeah that's <laughs> great so dave what advice from college players can you share with our um recruitable parents coaches athletes yeah, I, I resisted TikTok for so long. In fact, it was like one of my running jokes. I kept calling it Tic Tacs just to make the kids laugh. <laughs> and, you know, my wife and some of the others said, you could reach so many kids this way if you do this and do that. So I started, I don't know, about two, three weeks ago. And I, I quickly sent a text to a whole bunch of my, my kids I used to coach that are in college or that have gotten a scholarship and are about to go to college. So just send me a quick, quick one minute, three minute video about what the best thing you did to get recruited or maybe a mistake. I'm asking my college coach friends, send me the mistakes that the kids are making. Hopefully I can just flood TikTok and get this information out there to help everybody. Because like we started saying, moms and dads are just begging for information. What should we do with our kids? Hopefully this helps, but uh, what I've gotten so far, I think I've put up oh, eight or is nine. Is that different... your at recruiting realities? That is correct. TikTok okay. at recruiting realities. Perfect. Uh, there are about seven or eight um, videos up there of, of different college girls so far. I, I got about 20 in the queue. That'll last me about another month. So we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> but the, the typical response is, emails and thinking of it collectively it's it's sort of shocking that these girls are saying i got recruited by emails like okay so that sort of means to me that other people are not getting recruited because they're not sending emails um they're saying they go to camps like okay but that means that other people are not i mean that seems like the most common sense thing to me in the world yeah. Now, there are a couple of little eccentric things that people are saying that are really good and intelligent. Um, what I've heard from most everybody through the years is you have to sell yourself and get out there. I think one of the best things of advice I gave mom and all the moms and dads was there's so many schools and you have to find the right fit for your daughter. Otherwise, they're going to be miserable. They're going to transfer uh, who knows, hopefully something worse doesn't happen, but how do you find the right place for your kid? So the, the thing I always suggest is whether they're ninth, 10th, 11th grade, 
instead of breaking the bank and driving around the country, whenever you are on any single trip, whether you're at grandma's for Thanksgiving, you're at a tournament in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you're flying here or there, find a couple hours to scour the area and go walk the campus. Yep. With, with one of my daughters, we went to, I think it was 30 different places. And when I showed her Georgia Tech, which is sort of it's smack dab in the middle of Atlanta, she might never have had the talent to go to Georgia Tech. I don't know. She might never have chosen to be an engineer, which is what they're known for. But I would get the feel and the reaction and the happiness of my kid. I could see it on her face or not see it on her face. Mm -hmm. So if she was kind of crossing off Georgia Tech for whatever reason, in my mind, I could then cross off other ones. Oh, or similar like this. Yeah. 100%. I yeah. took her to uh, College of Charleston, which, man, if you've never been to Charleston, what a neat place. <laughs> she said, man, dad, not for me. I was like, really? Why? Because it's at the beach. When I go to school, I want to go to learn. I'm not going on vacation. And I oh. thought, Who, whose kid are you? What a rock star. <laughs> what a rock star. That Megan That's funny. Home? That was Megan. Good job, um, Megan. I took, her to Duke. Awesome. I took her to Duke before they even had a program. And she was like, why? I said, well, this is the Christian atmosphere. This is the old school kind of academic buildings. Um, we went to Western Carolina and boy, she was blown away. And it must just have been the mountain atmosphere, the, the small mid-major kind of place. And the, 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 you're going to think I'm making this up. Western Carolina was one of the first places where her cheeks started hurting. She was smiling and my wife and I were kind of hitting each other, walking behind her like, yes. And it wasn't that that was the one because they hadn't offered her yet, but okay, if she loves Western Carolina, I got to take her to Appalachian State. I got to take her here. I got to take her there. I got to take her there. We get about, I don't know, 20 minutes off campus I love how you're driving right now. Well, why, <laughs> why I'm driving an 18 rig, I, I, I don't know. Car, driving an 18 yeah. <laughs> we, we get off campus and we hear from the back of the car, well, cross that one off the list. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? And she said, I don't want to drive 30 minutes to go to the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Well, it seems, like, <laughs> it seems like such an innocuous thing, but Western Carolina, it's got a couple little things, but it's in a remote area of the mountains that you got to go through all these switchbacks. And what she was basically saying is, I don't want to drive half an hour to go to the mall, to go to the movies, to go here, to go there. To go. And I thought, okay, let's find the place that makes you totally happy. Mm -hmm. So if we hadn't done that and gone there, she could have learned a ton about Western Carolina online. Everybody's got these videos and everything else, but she never would have figured out that it just didn't feel right to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So take your kids to the small D3 place, take your kids anywhere and without breaking the bank, just mm -hmm. do it on any normal trip you're on. That, that's the best advice I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny that you say about the Chick-fil-A, though, because when I was coming down to picking Arizona or Texas A&M, I picked, well, this wasn't like the ultimate reason, but one of the things was I wanted to be able to walk to class without riding a bike or 
having my class all the way across campus and Texas A&M was more like spread out and Arizona is very close with all their classes. That was a huge thing for me. It's funny that you say that. Cause I was like, I don't want to walk that far, especially in humidity. I don't want to do that, yeah. so, <laughs> but it's so true. And our club coaches playing club ball too. I feel like two club coaches to make sure that you go and when you go travel, like set up a time where you can take the team to go see a college where you're playing or all of that too. Cause that was big, what we did as well. Yep. So I think that's important. So Dave, when, when, when do you advise athletes start their recruiting journey? Wow. Okay. Uh, loaded question. Mostly because it's <laughs> changed in the last five years uh, in many ways. Uh, we were at the point where, you know, actually our university of Florida was getting commitments out of eighth graders and seventh graders. So that, if, if I was answering the question back at that time, I, I would have a very different answer than I'm about to give you. So the NCAA put the kibosh on that and things were sort of regulating themselves. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. So now recruiting all of a sudden changed drastically a second time. So right now, you know, the waters are finally settling down and I don't know if we'll ever call recruiting back to normal. Mm-hmm. But th- things are basically back to normal now. So when do you start? And I, I always tell everybody it's never too early, mm-hmm. especially to gather information. Uh, if a kid's in sixth grade, if a kid's in eighth grade, just have conversations with your kid. I like that school. Okay, why? Because the uniforms are pretty. <laughs> well, I'm not sure we need to keep that you know, as you age, but sure. Okay. Let's go with the pretty uniforms. Um, (laughs) As they get older to a ninth grade, 10th grade, I always hear what, what's your top five list? Well, this school's my number one. Okay, great. Why? I went to camp and they were really nice. I'm like, hold on a minute. If you come to my camp and pay me $250, I'm going to be a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> in a great mood. You're going to go home saying, I love that guy, Dave. Meanwhile, I'm taking a wheelbarrow to the bank with everybody's money. Mm-hmm. So just things that the, the conversations you have with your kids, you can sort of steer them. You're, you're right. Oh, he is that. a good guy. She is a good coach and a person, but how, when do you start the journey? Start it as soon as you can. Take your kid to a game. Let them see how things go. They'll see the big atmosphere. Maybe that's something that turns them on. Maybe that's something a little intimidating. Yeah. Take them to the tiny place. Take them to, uh, take them to a game and show up an hour and a half beforehand. Mm-hmm. So now you see the kids walking around interacting with each other. You see the kids interacting with the coach. You see the warm-up routine. You see how they're bouncing off the, the strength trainer or whatever. That's where you're really going to learn how a team interacts and what a team's all about. Um, there's so many ways, but, but when to start, start now. Uh, the, the main thing I see with everybody is they start way too late. Yeah. Everybody <clears throat> always says, I wish I would have known. I would have started back then. So the generic answer start now. Well, and I always yeah. tell my kids and confirm or correct me, the, the larger your dreams and aspirations, the earlier you need to start putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. The smaller the schools, then you have a little bit more time. But if you have the big UF, UCLA, Arizona dreams, 
then you need to probably start putting yourself out there in eighth grade freshman year at the latest, like not Mm -hmm. the latest, but you need to have that, that pitch working. You've got to get Mm -hmm. on their radar. You've got to get their name at the, your name at the top of their inbox. Because if you wait till your junior year, you better, I mean, don't take this wrong way. You better hope someone gets hurt because there's no spots. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. I also loved just like how you were talking about, you know, taking them to a game and, you know, having them talk to you about it. Right. And that it wasn't such like a pressured situation of like, Hey, we need to go get recruited. We need to go to college. Like this is the ultimate dream. Right. I loved how you said like, okay, parents like go and start having them go to games and see if they like it, if they Mm -hmm. like this type, if they like this or, you know, and it wasn't such like a pressured thing. Right. I love that you said that. Cause I feel like that is a big thing that we're seeing with some of the parents, right. Is it's more of like, okay, I had a, I had a 10 U um, dad come up to me and say, okay, what are we doing to get my girl to Arizona? How are we doing this? What are we doing? I'm like, she is 10. Let's like, just, let's see if we can, if she likes it. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's see like, if we can command let's the zone see, first. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> let's see if she actually likes pitching that could change two years from now. I don't know. You know what I mean? So I love that you said that. Like, I think oh, it's sorry. also important to have the list of like the far reaching, the middle reaching and the low hanging fruit too, yep. mm-hmm. in terms of academic performance for a student, because I, I feel like sometimes we forget that, well, I hear players that they want to go to these big schools, but they don't necessarily support what they're interested in doing as well. And so that, that, that academic piece is super, super important too, Absolutely. And that, and that softball is going to end but life doesn't. And so what Mm -hmm. are you doing beyond? And so, you know, taking the approach of looking at where you could play, but also where are you going to academically culture the whole, the whole campus, all of that that you've talked about, Dave, is so, so important, right? Especially for female athletics, hundred percent. Yeah. But also having that list of some of that success that starts to come in that lower hanging fruit as you start to progress through the cycle so that there's some, some confidence also, Oh, look, I have this. I have this, Mm -hmm. but still that dreams out there too. Yeah. I I try to describe to the parents once they get towards the end, the 11th, the 12th grade, when you start, when you start getting options and you start narrowing down your choices, I always tell them to put it on paper and rank things. Yes. And, and people look at me like, really, what are you talking about? So simply, if you imagine on one side of the graph, your five or six schools that you're considering what matters to you most because not everything should receive the the same total point grade so to me i grew up in the northeast uh i miss my family and friends i still have family back up there that i miss because now i'm in the southeast of georgia but number one to me was if i'm going to go play baseball i cannot stand hitting a ball with a metal bat cold weather frozen cold weather so like if, if the university <laughs> of cuba made me an offer i'm i was putting it on my list i didn't care you know rio de janeiro let's go i i wanted a sun be warm <laughs> yep so like i literally drew a line at like north carolina and said mom and dad i love you i'm gonna miss you but i am out of here mm-hmm. i am not playing in the cold mm-hmm. so yeah. my first column in things that mattered Besides academics, I wanted to be a physical therapist. So the school wasn't going to get on my list unless they had that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they were offering me in, in baseball, you know, they wouldn't be on the list. So to get on the list, that's what the criteria was. 
So now weather was worth 10 points. University of Connecticut, they were like kissing my feet. It was, it was really cool. They got zero points for weather. I'm sorry. I, I want to throw a baseball, not a snowball. Um, University <laughs> of Florida got a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So as I progress, playing in front of mom and dad, really important, but it wasn't 10 points important. It was only five points important. So by the sorry, time sorry, I was done, <laughs> well, yeah, by the time I was done adding it up, it was like, Florida had 10,000 points. University of Connecticut had eight. Like, well, sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, and that's, I mean, that's actually a really cool tactic is just to rate the important aspects of what you want and then go through and uh, add a column, make a column for each school. Mm -hmm. Shelby, it's Chick-fil-A, I guess. 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to be able to walk to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you want to like UF then. Actually, you might have with scooters, not bikes, but. No, no. Um, what mistakes, Dave, do you see recruits making? Ah, uh, the college coaches are so observant. When they go shopping at the tournament, they look for talent, but then it's the whole package. When you got out of the car, are you on your phone 100% of the time? Do you have your head down? Uh, are mom and dad carrying your, your gear? Mm. Are you screaming from the dugout? Hey, Ma, give me a Gatorade. And then when she does, no, the red one. You know, it's it's just <laughs> how are these couch coaches noticing the red flags? So you think I went two for two with a double and an RBI. Yeah, they made that note. They also made seven other notes. How did you interact with your coach after you struck out? How did you react after that error? Because a lot of people don't understand this you're probably going to make at least one error in college. You're probably going to strike out at least one time. No, 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 I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> so when you're information gathering, I, I have whatever it is, a $50,000 scholarship to offer. I'm going to do my best to find not just the right softball player. I need to find the right student and I need to find the right person. So it's... Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work if I do it right, but uh, the mistakes kids are making, it's so common sense. Are, are they showing up to the field with energy? Are they ready to go? We all know that at eight o'clock in the morning, you're not supposed to be chipper and fake, but you can tell the kids that don't want to be there yeah. in the morning. Mm -hmm. For the game four of the afternoon, when it's 100 degrees out, the college coaches know what that's like. They know the struggle, but are you dragging your butt around? Are you moping around? Do you not want to be there? Or are you interested in the sport and happy to be there and still coachable and trying? And there are so many simple mistakes and a lot of it's just human nature. Yeah. But you, you put it together with the whole package. I'm not offering that person $50,000. I'll go over to field six because there's the kid I want. She might be a little bit less in talent. That's going to fall on me. I can make mm -hmm. that kid better in talent. talent. I can't make that kid try harder. I can't mm -hmm. make that kid love the sport more. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want to find the kids that already are at it. that point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the mistakes are so, so simple. They are. Yeah. Well, we could have this conversation for days on end and we may bring you back to have episode two of this, but 
leave leave everybody with one nugget of wisdom and then tell us a little bit more about the athlete resume and scout hub one nugget of wisdom don't eat the yellow snow that's not the one i was going for dave <laughs> trying to help out the colorado people <laughs> <laughs> nugget of wisdom um please don't let the fear of getting doors slammed on you stop you from chasing the goal Mm -hmm. there there is a high percentage chance that your dream school is going to say no they might already have your position you might not be at that level or or in the coach's opinion you might not be at that level um the scholarship might might not be enough and it might cost mom and dad too much there's so many reasons that a school might not work out even though you know it, it would work out for you don't let the fear of the no stop you from chasing it. it Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. The, the prize, the the journey, the the college experience is going to be so cool. And boy, once you earn it, it's going to be so awesome. I still tell college stories with my buddies. Uh, I still wish I could go back. So yes, it should be and could be the best time of your life. It's worth all the pain and, and negative no and, and everything else. So that's that's my one tidbit. Coming from a dad who, with the journey with my daughter, there was a lot of tears in a pillow and, and sadness. And that was just me, not her. So, <laughs> that's uh, so last with the Scout Hub, um, I, my partner and I were, were dads and we, we got inundated with emails and letters saying buy this product use this recruiting service every single day and it, it can work but i thought wow is that really worth two thousand dollars so we just created basically two different products and they kind of sell themselves and they're really cool one's called the athlete resume it's a, a web page template that anybody can purchase we're in six sports now but talking softball specifically Someone would buy it or a coach buys 10 of them for their team. They're only $60. It's a one-time thing. It's not a membership. It's not a yearly charge. And it, it basically puts all your information onto one sheet, whether it's your academics, your schedule, your stats, your videos. You could put 44 of them on there. You can update them and change them. And now kids don't have the excuse I don't know what to put in my email. I don't know how to send an email. You just send the link of your athlete resume. It's got your schedule and your future games on there. Yeah. It's got your miles per hour that I saw Shelby showing off with her pictures, which was so stinking cool. I love your Facebook. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> talking you. So Does I, it look good? Am I going to get what I do. No red flag, Shelby. You did All well. Right, good. Good. <laughs> the, the second thing we do is I had kids say, okay, well, I don't know where to send my, my athlete resume now. So we came up with this search engine for $10. It's a college search page. It has drop-down menus. And if you looked at University of Arizona, you looked at Colorado State, you looked at University of Florida, you looked at any... NAIA school, University of Denver, and anybody, it doesn't matter. It pops up in two seconds with the entire coaching staff, all their social media, all their emails, the cost of the school, what their main majors are. It's like mom and dad 
$10. Here's all the info for you. There's no excuses for your kid. Mm -hmm. So we didn't reinvent the wheel. There are other companies out there that do it, but I think $60 and $10 is a lot better than 2000. Uh, I'm, I'm a dad. It's, I got a house, I got a car, keep your money, take your kid out for an ice cream. Yeah, well, and it's, cool. it's an amazing product and it simplifies it. I mean, actually Colorado Softball Academy is partnering with Scout Hub to make sure that those products and are implemented in our recruiting process and our roadmap for these kids. So, I mean, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave, you're a unicorn, you're a magical creature. You're one of the best that I know. Thank you for one being you. Thank you for helping me get through college. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I mean, my heart, my heart goes out to you. You're one of my all-time favorite people. So thank you so much for, for being with us and everything that you have to share today. Wonderful. Thank you. Spending I was yeah. time with all you ladies. I was taking, I have like six pages of notes because I'm a note <laughs> I saw you writing over there, Allie. No, I know, I have you... like all these notes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Dave, it was so awesome meeting you. I had such a fun conversation with you. I'd love to have more chats with you. So we should definitely get you on another podcast here. Well, he's um, going to be out. He'll be out at CSA too this summer. Yeah. Well, sweet. I can't wait to oh. meet you in person then. It's like the old Likewise. The old seatbelt commercial. You can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> I, and I'm really excited to hear more of these jokes. Yeah, I need to start writing these down so I can use them. <laughs> well, awesome, you guys. Um, as always, you guys, please um, subscribe to all of our um, podcast platforms. I mean, we're on everything now. So um, please like, share, subscribe, everything. And we will chat with you guys soon. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you for spending your time with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day. 